Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Life Point. I'm glad you're listening today. I'm telling you what, things are getting better. The weather's getting better. We had a couple weeks ago tremendous weather, and I'm hoping that it continues. And I hope that you're doing well. God is good. He's still on the throne. Great things are happening. Lives are being changed. I just love serving the Lord. I love being a part of uh, having a church that's uh, alive in a community, and things are coming back. We are having more people come back, and it's been awesome. It really has been awesome. Our Heavenly Father, thanks for this day. Thanks for everything you do in our lives. Thanks for being here with us. And God, guide us. Lead us. May we grow in you every day. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, in our lives, sometimes we just don't feel like we get a lot done. We just feel like, man, I got so much to do. And I know I've been that way lately. I've had one, two, three, four funerals uh, that are happened and are coming and a number of weddings. I haven't been scheduled like that in a long time. And boy, you get tired. You get tired and and dealing with grief is tough. I lost my very best friend uh, uh, here a few weeks ago, one of the toughest weeks of my entire life. Uh, my friend Mel and I have uh, been together for 31 years. He came when the church was small, and he was one of the major reasons why the church took off. And uh, his blessing us over and over again and blessing my wife and I. In fact, my wife just recently went with his wife after the funeral to Florida to take their daughter back. And I uh, had a wonderful time with her, and I'm telling you what, I'm going to miss that man because he's who, who I would call if I had issues or if I was struggling in life, and uh, he is, uh, I, I can go on and on about it, but, but it's been a, it was a very tough time. It's going to take me quite a while to probably get over the loss, but I know one thing, heaven's a better place, and I'm thankful that, uh, for his influence and how many lives that he touched. But, you know, we, we think sometimes we... You know, we don't have time to do this. We can't get anything done. But listen to this. This is a quote by Mark Batterson. Mark has wrote some great books on prayer. He says, you're on a planet that is spinning around its axis at a speed of approximately 1,000 miles per hour. And you don't even get a little bit dizzy. Plus, planet Earth is speeding through space at approximately 67,000 miles per hour. So even on a day when you feel as if you didn't get much done, you traveled 1,608,000,000 miles through space. So there you are. I don't want you to feel too bad about not getting things done because uh, you know what? We did, when you think about that, it puts it into perspective. But you know, I want to talk about acceptance today. I want to talk about acceptance with no strings attached. So many people in their lives uh, go through life, and they, they just don't accept things. They don't accept people, and, and they turn their back on people because the person wasn't perfect or the person had struggles going on in their lives, and they turn their back on them instead of accepting them and loving them for who they are and praying for them, praying for their weaknesses, praying that God be with them. See, God has called us to accept one another. Okay, we don't always agree with everyone. I certainly don't agree with everyone. And sometimes we have different ideas, but we still accept one another. And I want to read to you Paul's words to the Romans in chapter 14, verse 1 through 8. Accept the one whose faith is weak, without quarreling over disputable matters. One person's faith allows them to eat anything, but another whose faith is weak eats only vegetables. The one who eats everything must not treat with contempt the one who does not. 
and the one who does not eat everything must not judge the one who does, for God has accepted them. Who are you to judge someone else's servant? To their own master, servants stand or fall, and they will stand, for the Lord is able to make them stand. One person considers one day more sacred than another. Another considers every day alike. Each of them should be fully convinced in their own mind. Whoever regards one day as special does so to the Lord. Whoever eats meat does so to the Lord, for they give thanks to God. And whoever abstains does so to the Lord. He gives thanks to God. For none of us lives for ourselves alone, and none of us dies for ourselves alone. If we live, we live for the Lord. And if we die, we die for the Lord. So whether we live or die, we belong to the Lord. I think that's pretty easily laid out, don't you? Pretty easily stated. You know, um, we have to deal with people all the time. And we, I, there was a story about a in, in churches, you know, you have these squabbles every once in a while. I've been very fortunate. Knock on wood, over 33 years, we haven't had hardly any struggles. In fact, now I'm in year 34. Just started last couple weeks, year 34. And and I am so thankful how God has watched over us. But I, this is a true story I want to share with you about a situation that happened in a large church. And it happened years ago. But there one Sunday morning, the service was starting, and the church organist was not there, and no one knew where she was. So the pastor knew of several others in the church that could play the organ okay. So he asked one of them to fill in for the day, and she gladly did. She played the first song, went really well, and about 10 minutes into the service, the organist shows up. Well, the pastor thought, well, I'll just let her, this lady finish the service since uh, she started. And so uh, he thought, no big deal. <laughs> Wrong. Over the next several weeks, controversy erupted. Factions arose. One faction was, was called the regular organist party. They said that when the regular organist came in, the minister should have given the service back to her. The other faction was the substitute organist party. The two parties got so mad at each other, it broke out in a shouting match at the church. The minister got so disgusted that he not only left the church, he left the ministry. Very sad, very, very sad. This small issue caused half the church to leave. These people should have consulted the Apostle Paul. I suspect Paul would have told them to get a life and get over it. In Romans 14, those that Paul calls weak in faith were all wrapped up in rules and regulations. They were Christian Pharisees. They said if you were the real Christian, you would keep all the rules that the Pharisees received from the law of Moses. Now, Paul does not say that these people are not Christians. He said they are not mature Christians. Mature Christians, the strong believers, realize that in Christ we have freedom from the Old Testament law. They realize we are not saved by keeping the law. So, so were the two factions of the church in Rome. They despised each other. The strong Christians enjoyed their liberty and despised the weak, whom they called Judaizers. The weak Christians kept their diets and their, their days and despised the strong Christians, whom they called libertines. Thus they were both wrong. For whoever we dispute and despise, we are wrong. If you listen to the Scripture carefully this morning, you understand why. You know, you understand that the, we need to leave the judging to God. You know, the Pharisees were all about keeping the old law. Man, they, and they despised the weak because of the all having to do with law. But arguing about eating meat or what, you, what day you worship, I hear people today do that. 
I hear denominations today that argue, you better do this or else. They're not reading the New Testament. They've thrown the New Testament out. They've thrown Paul's writing out. You know, and we get so judgmental on things. What does Jesus call us? He calls us to have a spirit of unity. Now, folks, we don't always agree. We don't always get everything done that needs to be done. And, folks, I'm here to tell you that there is no perfect church. No perfect church. In fact, we find in Romans 15, the next chapter, verse 5 and 6, it says, May the Lord who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind toward each other that Christ Jesus had, so that with one mind and one voice you may glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. You know, in my church over the many years, 30, like I said, I'm in year 34 now, over the years, they have put up with Thomisms. I've said some things, and certainly Thomisms, because uh, I just mess things up sometimes, and they and some people keep track of it in a humorous way, and they know who I am. They know Pastor Tom isn't perfect. They know that he doesn't say things grammatically right all the time. If you listen to my radio show, you certainly know that, and it's been on for about 12 years, and some of you have listened for that long. You know, none of us are perfect. God made that very clear, and there is no per- no perfect one. Jesus is the only one in God. But misunderstandings about codes of regulations that people have used to be church years ago. You remember you'd have all those regulations. You had to live by. If you didn't do this, if you did that, you'd have all these issues going on. You know, I growing up, my, my dad and mom were very strict. You know, we could not play with playing cards because that was of the devil. We couldn't go to a movie because that was of the devil. I couldn't go to dances because that was of the devil. I couldn't do all these things because that was of the devil. You know, as they got older, they uh, realized, too, that, you know, it's not necessarily those kind of things that cause you issues in life, that it was a legalistic thing that the churches, uh, especially the old holiness churches, uh, pushed, you know, and I was raised in a holiness church. And so I was honestly pretty legalistic as a kid growing up. In fact, one of the reasons... uh, uh, one of my girlfriends that I had growing up that I was very close to uh, broke up is because I couldn't go to dances and I just wouldn't go to a dance because I thought it was it was wrong, you know. I was just in that frame of mind and and she was she was she loved dances but she put up with me for a year but then I think you know it got it got to the point that well you know I don't want to live that way anymore so that kind of changed and. We went our separate ways, and, you know, that's in life. We, there's things out there, but there's these regulations that, that man-made regulations that we put on ourselves that aren't God-made. And God wants us to love him with all our heart, soul, and mind. He wants us to be free in him. He doesn't want us to be – listen to this. He understands your heart, and it's not about a freedom to sin. It's about a freedom not to sin. You know, some people think, well, I'm saved now. I can do as I want because God forgives me over and over. God knows your heart. You know, even in Revelation, uh, the revelator John, you know, be not lukewarm. And Jesus, if I spew you out of my mouth, uh, if you're you're neither hot nor cold, I'll spew you out of my mouth. He wants people to live for him. He wants people to be obedient to him. He wants us to live as a freedom, a freedom from sin, to do the best we can to not to sin. You know, we know it's not easy. But thank goodness there is grace and he's forgiven us, but we don't live in the idea of, well, I'm going to continue to sin because it's covered. 
You know I'm out of time already. I'm going to continue this tomorrow. I certainly hope that you'll listen. And may God bless you this great day. LifePoint is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.